Hello, Forgiver. This week, I'm beginning a series on the emotions that we experience in the forgiveness process. It's really important to understand how our emotions help or can keep us stuck in unforgiveness. In today's episode, I talk about the role of anger in the process of forgiveness. I make the distinction between the state of anger and the emotion of anger. But before I begin, I'd like to thank everyone who shared this podcast with family, friends, and even strangers. We have reached over a thousand downloads in just six weeks. Yoo-hoo! Thank you, everybody. Most importantly, I'd like to thank GKS Transformed for the following review on Apple Podcasts on January 30th. And I'm quoting... I've learned there is so much freedom in the choice or decision to forgive. Dr. Karen is a great resource in sharing so many good tools, but she especially shines in her faith and personal vulnerability. A big plus for me is how much she is able to share so much in a short time that makes it easy to listen, receive, and learn. Thank you, GKS Transformed, for this wonderful review. If this podcast is helping you grow closer to God and is helping you on your journey to forgiveness, please consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts and let's dive in. Hello, Forgiver. Welcome to the Forgiveness is for You podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Silva, Forgiveness Guide and Catholic Mindset Coach. I've spent 30 years in therapy for sexual, physical, emotional, and racial trauma, but therapy could only take me so far. I believe that there's freedom in forgiveness, but we cannot do it alone. Do you struggle forgiving yourself or others? Are you ashamed of what happened to you in the past? Do you harbor unforgiveness toward the adults who are supposed to protect you but didn't? Do you resent a whole class of people because you were discriminated against? On this podcast, we talk about all things forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, and how you can begin to forgive yourself, others, and God. Allow me to be your forgiveness guide. Let's begin. Friends, in his letter to the Ephesians, St. Paul cautions, Be angry, but do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not leave room for the devil. I'd like to just talk about the first two words in these verses. Be angry. What St. Paul is saying here that it's okay to be angry. We can allow ourselves to be in a state of anger, but not for too long. Why? Because when we allow the emotion of anger to morph into a state of being, we become an angry person and our tendency towards sin increases. We can allow ourselves to experience the emotion of anger and decide to use that emotion to move us toward healing from unforgiveness. So let's dive into what anger is and how it impacts our ability to forgive. The APA, the American Psychological Association Dictionary of Psychology, defines anger as an emotion characterized by tension and hostility arising from frustration, a real or imagined injury by another or perceived injustice. It can manifest itself in behaviors designed to remove the object of anger, for example, a determined action, or behaviors designed merely to express the emotion, for example, swearing. 
In other words, the emotion of anger is preceded by a thought. Someone did something to me. Anger, therefore, compels me to act against that person either by using my words or by physically lashing out towards them. Also, from the field of psychology, we understand that anger is a surface emotion. In this one definition of many, frustration is the emotion underneath anger. Nothing is an accident. God created us with three primary faculties that help us navigate the world. He created us, number one, with a mind, which inhabits our thoughts and imagination. Number two, a will, the decision-making power. And number three, our emotions. Emotions are neutral and are neither good nor bad. They just are. It's what we do with them that matters. Our senses receive information and engage our imagination, which then informs our thoughts and leads to emotions, which can be governed by our will. That's a big old mouthful to take in, so let me demonstrate. Let's say someone makes a comment about my loaded plate at a church potluck. I think, she thinks I'm rude. My imagination goes to what everyone must be thinking of me now that they've heard that statement. Immediately, I become angry at the person for saying that out loud. My surface emotion is anger. My deeper emotion is embarrassment. At this point, I can engage my will and decide how to respond instead of reacting. I can stay angry and ruminate on the situation for the rest of the night and my food will probably taste pretty bad, or I can respond with reason, using my will, by saying something to the effect, you're right, I haven't eaten anything all day, and I'm famished. Everything looked so good, I just want to try a little bit of everything. By engaging my will, I control my anger, and I can use it for good. Let's look at anger's role in the process of forgiveness. The thoughts that lead to anger are often protective. For example, I don't deserve this. This is not fair. Anger asks the following questions. How could they do this to me? Why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? In our trauma stories, the message of anger is, I've been violated. I've suffered injustice. Now my core identity has been threatened in some way, and there's disharmony within my soul. I am becoming disintegrated as the part of me that sustained the emotional or physical injury gets stuck in unforgiveness. Anger compelled me to do something, or if I can't do something, think something. I engage my imagination in cycles of rumination of the injustice. I play scenarios in my mind, always coming back to my pain, what that person did to me. Anger is a blanket that covers other deeper emotions like shame, powerlessness, sorrow, fear, resentment, regret, you name it. Anger's motivation is a desire for justice. I can either show up vicious or virtuous in my anger. If my anger compels me to take action toward a good, then it's tempered by reason. I can see objectively how my anger is motivating me to bring good out of a bad situation. 
If I understand that my anger is righteous and forgiveness is for me, not the offender, my anger can help me move forward to co-create a new reality with Jesus Christ. The process of forgiveness is a spiritual battle for my soul. On the other hand, if it goes unchecked, the emotion of anger is an opportunity for the enemy to gain a stronghold. That is why St. Paul exhorts us in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 to take every thought captive in obedience to Christ, whose anger motivates him out of love for the Father. At this point, you might be saying, that's great, Karen. It just all sounds too philosophical. When I'm in the middle of a situation, I'm not going to stop and think about all this philosophical stuff. You're right. That's okay. There are some practical steps that you can take to help release anger and use your will to respond and not react. How you process anger is going to be determined by different factors like the situation itself, your thoughts about the situation, your temperament, and whether you're an internalizer or an externalizer of emotion. What do I mean by internalizers and externalizers? Internalizers are those trauma survivors who direct all of our thoughts and actions about the experiences toward ourselves. When we have thoughts that lead to anger, they will mostly focus on how stupid we were for putting ourselves in the situation in the first place, and we make it all about how we are responsible for everything happening to us. Our anger is directed inward. Internalizers often use people-pleasing as a coping strategy, but underneath that people-pleasing, there's often a lot of suppressed anger. I tend to be on that internalizer side of things. Externalizers are those trauma survivors who direct their thoughts and actions about the experiences outward or what is generally known as acting out behaviors. Anger may show up as defiance or confrontational. In this case, anger is directed outward. I advocate for therapeutic intervention, but if you're not in a space where you can access therapy, there are some things that you can do to work through your anger. First of all, get curious. When anger shows up in your body, ask yourself, what am I thinking? Because our thoughts lead to our emotions, and then we act from our emotions. And from there, we have results, either for good or for bad. Number two, you want to challenge your thoughts. Are they 100% true? Are they true 100% of the time? Is your anger about the current situation or something from the past? Is it leading you towards your goal? Or is it leading you away from your goal of forgiveness or healing? Number three, identify the emotion underneath the anger. Is it shame, pride, frustration, resentment, some other pain, some other hurt that you've experienced? Allow that emotion to move through your body. Notice it. Name it. Locate it in your body. Pay attention It's trying to tell you what you need in that moment. It takes less than two minutes for an emotion to move through our bodies. That's enough time to engage your will to decide how you want to respond rather than react. If you are an internalizer, get it out. You can talk with a trusted friend, journal, 
doodle, sketch, write a letter, and you don't even have to send that letter. Just write it. Just write it, write it, write it. Get it out of your system. Externalizers, you want to do all of the above, but you also want to get your body moving with exercise, with dance. Go outside in the wide open space and just scream to your heart's content. Listen to some really, really hard rock, whatever it is that you love to listen to, that you can just express that emotion. I want to just quickly tell a story of how I released a lot of anger early in my recovery journey. In telling this story, I just want to say that I do not advocate for the destruction of property or any kind of natural resource. The story that I'm about to tell you happened in 1993, so that was quite a long time ago. In the summer of 1993, I attended the New Mexico State University Writing Project. It was a great opportunity for me as a teacher to experience writing with other teachers. And it was a great opportunity to release a lot of the anger that I felt deep inside in the form of writing as part of my healing. But one day, a classmate said, Karen, let's go. She took me out on the desert to a deserted rock quarry. And she said, you need to get that anger out or it will destroy you. Then she pointed at a tumbleweed and the rocks on the ground and she said, I want you to pretend that that tumbleweed is everyone who hurt you and you can tell them anything you want to tell them. And then she started handing me rocks. At first, I was afraid to speak my thoughts out loud because they were ugly. But once I started, it was hard to stop. Anyone who knows me knows that I detest swearing because I believe that you can express your emotions and your thoughts without having to swear. And just in that moment, being there, I heard these words coming out of my mouth that I had never heard before the most horrible, ugly things that you can imagine. And I just spent all of that energy and time throwing rocks and cursing. And honestly, I don't know how long we were there. But at the end, I was just a puddle on the ground in that desert in the sand. And she just held me in her arms. And that night, I slept like a baby, but I never had to deal with that emotion of that deep, deep, deep anger uh, again, not, not, at, not to that level. Anger is a powerful emotion and left unchecked, it can destroy who you are as a person. If anger is eating you up inside with unforgiveness, find someone like my classmate who can help you feel your anger safely. Be angry. But do not sin in your anger. I have since taken all of the things I said in my anger, those horrible, ugly things that I said, I've taken that to the sacrament of reconciliation. And I am free from even the guilt of judging those people who had hurt me. What I'd like you to recognize is when you are feeling the emotion of anger versus becoming an angry person. There's a huge distinction here. I wish for you to become aware of when that emotion is wreaking havoc on you and to use these tools 
and to learn more about anger. There is so much out there uh, on the internet, in books that you can learn how to process anger in your own special way. Nowadays, I spend a lot of time really capturing my thoughts, examining why I am thinking them, and then using my tools. I love to write in my journal almost daily and renouncing the lies that the evil one is trying to tell me about who I am and who the other person is when we have a conflict. I hope this is helpful. And until next time, sending you lots of love and hugs. Please be tender with yourself. Forgiveness is serious business. May the grace of the Lord be with you as you contemplate what you learn today. If this podcast is making a difference in your life, please hit subscribe below and consider writing a review. Share the link with a friend, take a screenshot and share on your social media. Connect with me as your forgiveness guide. I will hold space for you as you work through your pain and rewrite your story. Sign up for my 5 Days to Forgiveness self-guided mini audio retreat at www.drkaren.com. Check out my website for how you can bring me to your church or small faith sharing group. And remember friends, forgiveness is for you.